What's up, all you pinheads? We're back with another episode of Pin Pals, the podcast about enamel pins. I'm your host, Eric Roman from Warrior Pins, and I have a really fun episode lined up today. I feel like I say that pretty often, but I'm just really excited. Uh, I got to talk with Brooklyn-based pin maker Noah from Film Pin Society, FPS Film Pin Society, or frames per second for any of you video nerds. Um, we talk about the world of pins for filmmakers. Like this, I geeked out so hard from cameras to lights and everything in between. Uh, Noah has pretty much made a pin for it. So me personally, I can really relate to his pins and I got a kick out of just talking with him and learning a little bit more. Um, we talk about his approach to branding and marketing. He's got these really cool boxes that he packs his pins in. Uh, we talk about vending at Patches and Pins Expo. And as always, we end with a fun Q&A. I love the world of filmmaking. Like I said, I actually received my BA in media productions. Uh, shout out to William Patterson University, which, you know, at this point feels like forever ago. But naturally, I was just excited to talk with Noah. So I hope you guys can feel that energy, feel that excitement. I feel like, well, I hope you guys can also relate to what we're talking about. And hopefully you learn a thing or two about pins. Real quick, before we get into it, I just want to thank everyone who has supported the podcast. Like I mentioned previously, there are a number of ways to support the podcast. Just tuning in is awesome, and I can't thank you enough. But a number of you beautiful listeners decided to purchase me coffee, and that's wild. That's just still so wild. So I want to give a big, big caffeinated thank you to The Pin Turn, EXP Gain, Nostalgia Vault, Trusted Vibes and Elizabeth Canada or Elizabeth Canada. Um, sorry if I'm mispronouncing that, but you guys and gals rule. Thank you so much. Also, a very special shout out to Pins by Charlie for becoming the first member of our growing Pin Pals community on Buy Me a Coffee. So I set up these tiers in which you can support the podcast on a monthly basis. Charlie has joined the $5 a month tier. Uh, and that's going to give them access to exclusive Instagram posts. I'm going to add you as a close friend so only you can see these posts and not the general public. Uh, you're also going to get early access to episodes and episode information so you'll know who will be on the podcast before the episode drops. Uh, we'll also give out some special discounts and more. It's growing. I'm still getting the hang of everything. But what I'm trying to do is provide... Uh, lots of value and fun, unique, interactive ways to engage with the podcast. And I think I'm paving the road through the buy me a coffee page. So um, thank you so much. Link will be in the show notes. I've talked enough. Without further ado, enjoy this conversation with my pin pal, Film Pin Society. Welcome to Pin Pals, Noah. How's it going? Good. Thanks for having me. I'm really yeah. excited to uh, chat about pins. Hey, I love it. Anytime we get any chance to talk about pins with anyone, it's always a good time. Um, yeah. I appreciate you hopping on here. Um, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and Film Pin Society? Sure, sure. Um, yeah, my name's Noah Schulman. I, uh, my company is Film Pin Society based out of Brooklyn, New York. Um, <clears throat> and Film Pin Society really is about celebrating 
the individuals that make up the film and video industry. Um, so kind of taking everyday objects that we use to tell stories and kind of reimagine them into enamel pins and kind of <clears throat> create kind of wearable badges of honor into the world. Um, they sort of give a new meaning to something as mundane as like a C-stand or uh, a, uh, a roll of gaff tape, for example. Um, so I really wanted to use it as a way to um, kind of be a conversation starter with other like-minded people in the world. Um, and it really kind of stemmed from, uh, you know, I, I come from a filmmaking background, like I went to art school and I uh, still work in media and industry. Um, uh, not, I don't come from a pin world, but I come from a filmmaking and I went to, you know, an art, in the art world. So it all kind of came to fruition to, to help build Film Pin Society. But, you know, there was always a, anytime I was on set filming, there was always this kind of <clears throat> sense of camaraderie uh, on set between people, even if they were, you know, new people that crew members that you had just met that day, there was sort of this sense of like, we're all in this together. It's a long day. We're all hauling ass. And I kind of wanted to take the essence of that and kind of bottle it into a pin, kind of, you know, offset for the rest of the world. And that's where the like, trying to be inclusive in all kind of different departments and uh, kind of really, you know, having, really being inclusive because everyone on set, not just the director, not just the cinematographer, everyone plays an important role. And that was really important to kind of the ethos of the brand is to represent as many departments as I can through a pin. Uh, but also in addition to that, um, you know, I have these short, uh, what I call film pin stories, which are just very simple, short interviews with creators and creatives, but not just the director, not just the cinematographer. So I, you know, that's also just great content that people can relate to. And it's, it's really, yeah, it's about being exclusive, but inclusive. Wow. I love it. I love it. I mean, first impression of just your website, your pins and you, it, it just got me excited. Um, we talked about this a little before we started the call. Um, but we, we met at patches and pins and I remember just being, just gravitating towards your pins because I also come from a media production background. So I was just kind of like geeking out over the lens pins that you have, the cameras. Uh, I think you had the C-stand at that time. Um, and I'm like, that is hilarious. I love that. Like, I can easily just, I think, you know, approach anyone wearing that pin and just have a, a conversation about that. And then, and then bam, that's like the awesome thing. So I, I think you're doing yeah. a great job. I mean, you got a fan and a customer over here. I didn't pick <laughs> up a pin. It was awesome, man. So awesome. Uh, awesome. That's very cool. Awesome ethos. And I love uh, the film pin stories. Those yeah. are really cool. So how did you, so you got your love for film, cinematography, that whole cinema world, just making movies. Were you looking for pins, like film pins, and then you just saw that they didn't exist, so you kind of took the plunge to go for it? Or was it really, I want to connect people, maybe pins will connect people. How did that idea come about? <laughs> so, yeah, no, that's an interesting story. You know, I was I was not necessarily a pin collector growing up. Um, I was... I was a collector of things, which maybe that's that's sort of maybe just kind of ingrained in me. Um, I was a huge, huge basketball card collector as a kid. Nice. Um, my too. parents begged me to get rid of it. It was like I was a serious one. There was boxes full of <laughs> inserts and everything was labeled. And um, 
but uh, yeah, so I really, it really came about kind of completely out of nowhere. Um, and it's really, you know, it wasn't on my radar to pursue pins as a project or even as a business. Um, and, you know, I, it really came about because, um, and it was kind of a weird full circle moment because uh, I, uh, now he's now a great friend of mine um, and, and huge, huge props across the board to uh, our, the kindest, awesomest dude ever. Uh, his name is Maurizio Alvarado. And he's, his company is called Rockin' Pins. Um, he's a, a great person in the community. And I got connected with him because he does a lot of licensing deals with, you know, uh, uh, cartoons and, and artists and musicians to make their, you know, their IP into enamel pins and patches and so forth. So he actually had licensed art for my father's old progressive rock band from the 70s, uh, which <laughs> their, their name is called uh, Gentle Giant. I love that. And someone, I think someone in the band or my dad, someone sent it to me. I was, and, and I got in touch with Maurizio and he sent me some pins and patches. And I was like, this is like, this is what I would do. This is how I would reimagine something from 40 years ago. So I was really impressed by it. The art was a great kind of translation into an enamel pin, which I know is not easy. Mm -hmm. um, and we just started talking. We had a lot in common. And he started telling me about the pin world and the, and the community and the audience and kind of just finding your niche within that community. <clears throat> and I literally, you know, it sounds generic. People say it all the time, but I was literally in the office. And one time, you know, one day I just literally had like a light bulb moment. And I was like, what is the niche audience I know? And I, I'm around creatives and filmmakers. Why not combine the two? And like, what is that? Like, what's how can we do that? Cause that's, there's something there. And I, you know, I did research. There really wasn't, there was kind of a void for something that maybe people weren't even thinking could exist. Um, and so, <clears throat> you know, uh, yeah. So that's, that's really how it, how the idea was kind of birthed. It was really, honestly, it's really all because of my conversations with Maurizio at Rockin' Pins and, um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy that it's come full circle because I've, I've grew up in and around the music business and music and it all kind of somehow comes back to that, including my, mm -hmm. my, my day job today. So um, <laughs> that's very cool. I yeah, like that full yeah. circle thing, you know, like for me growing up, I've always been a turtle fan. You kind of like fall out of it and you're like early adolescence, like, you know, early adulthood, but then you just fall back into it. And then you're just like, well, how do I like, how can I somehow use the turtles and a side business? I want to do this. I want to make some extra. And it just comes full circle. And it's just, just like, that's really cool. So I can kind of relate yeah. to that. I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got to ask, how did you come up with the name? Because when I see it and I see the branding and everything, I'm getting major, major like Rushmore vibes, like beekeeping <laughs> society vibes or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Someone, I think someone did say in, in some of the early, earlier iterations of the branding, I think a few people said it reminded them, maybe it's because the the font, the font for everything is Futura bold and, okay, there and you go. Futura medium which is very like Wes Anderson-y, I guess, even though mm -hmm. I'm not really a fan of Wes Anderson, which is kind of funny, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so I, I feel like the name, the name really kind of came quickly. It was weird. It was like, I knew I wanted the word film pin. So it really started there. And 
um, you know, I, I, I feel like society came in because it sort of the word society kind of tied into the general story of what, what I wanted the experience and the brand to be, which is something that's a little bit more elevated and a little bit more exclusive and cool feeling. Um, and uh, when I kind of like attached that to film pin, I actually didn't realize it until like a day later that I was like, oh shit, FPS frames per second. Like <laughs> this is it. Like that was it. I don't think I ever really messed around with other ideas. So wow. Um, yeah, yeah. At that really moment, you, you just must have been like, okay, this is it. This is too good, yeah. like to to yeah. pass up. This is crazy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. Talk to me about how you decide what you want to turn into pins, because there's so many different gadgets and gizmos um, in the film world, from the slate to the C stand to everything in between. <clears throat> I mean, you even have like uh, electrical cables, like lighting cables and stuff like that. Like it gets so super specific. So I'm yeah. curious on uh, your selection process. That's hard because it's it's uh, you know it took me it took me not to not to veer away from the question but it took me like six months to to start like to basically from the conception and that includes the pins and i and i okay the, the first six pins i i launched with six pins at first which that was a very arduous process because i wanted i wanted it to and it's still to this day it's very it's still difficult because there are some pins that i do not expect to do well um, and cause I, there, there's a balance of trying to make something for myself, but also for what other people want. It mm -hmm. should be kind of both. Cause you know, it's my passion. And, um, so yeah, it's always, it's a, it's a balance of, of finding something that is niche enough for, for like diehard filmmakers and techie kind of people, but also should hopefully have a broader appeal to just people that love movies and what they think of, you know, films, more casual people. Um, so I knew off the bat that the slate, and I feel like the slate is a great example because the slate is what everyone just inherently thinks of as movies, like lights, camera, yep. action, and all that kind of stuff. But the type of slate I specifically chose is a like a specific time coded time coded slate that glows, like in real life, it actually glows, pin glows. Um, and you know the time the actual uh, the actual time code that's on there has like a hidden meaning their dates and birthdays of people that i love which oh, no one snap. probably knows i was gonna ask <laughs> um, very cool yeah yeah so so yeah it's it's i still find it very difficult to like keep kind of new ideas that are that are going to get people to come back but also have a wider appeal um but i really you know like like the the, the pin that I didn't expect to do as well as it did was like the gaff tape roll because that's like really, really specific, especially the way that it's presented, yeah. which is like on a, it's on a string, which is how most gaffers I've met on set carry their, their gaff tape. So, mm -hmm. um, and then there's, there's pins that just, I thought would have done well. They didn't do well. I have a lot of them sitting in my closet. Um, that being, uh, the, the pre, the pre comp pin, which is an after effects, yeah. uh related animation uh kind of a pin so yeah it's, it's it's tough i have a whole lookbook of of ideas that i just always add and come back to for you know for new pin ideas so 
So yeah. you kind of you kind of try and run them <clears> through the filter of this is something that I would wear, and I think this could appeal to kind of like a broader audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because cool. I'm look at the end of the day, it's 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 a passion, but it's also a business. I can't. Mm-hmm. I'd like to lo- I'd like to not lose money. So if there's a way yep. for me not to lose money, but also feel passionate about it and excited about it, like that's that's the balance that you're always kind of you know teetering on. So. It, it, it can be kind of tough too, because you can have your heart, you know, I've been here, you have your heart set on like a design, you think it's going to go well, you love it, it makes you laugh, all your friends are laughing, but it really just isn't like resonating um, with, with anyone or out there on like the Instagram and stuff like that. And that can be disheartening, especially if you're new to the game and this is like one of your first pins. So I, I like your strategy, even though it did take, you know, like half a year or so. Um, to like <clears throat> release uh, FPS with a bunch of pins just to kind of cater to all those uh, different types of audiences. And then from there, you just see how see how they go and then just kind of double down, you know, on like what works and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. Very yeah. good strategy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I like and, and I think the, the you know, the, the six months was really just like, I would say a lot of it was, Yes, a lot of time was spent on on the design. I worked with a designer, um, amazing one again, one of Maurizio's awesome uh, recommendations. Um, Jason, his name is Jason Cryer. Highly re- recommended. He's amazing. Um, I definitely spent you know hours on everything, but the pin designs too. It was it was just like mm-hmm. yeah, we Maurizio and I had lots of conversations, but a lot was just figuring out, you know, like he, he put me, you know, thankfully he put me in touch with a manufacturer that he trusted. Um, but everything else I just kind of figured out, like what does a backing card look like and the, the thickness of the backing card and finding, you know, finding manufacturers as much as I would love to do it here in the U S it's also not super, super viable. Um, so a lot of it's mm-hmm. overseas and, and, you know, there's the communication, you know, I'm up super late because of that time, the time difference, which I'm yeah. sure a lot of people, pin people know your conversations start at like 10 PM um, <laughs> on the East coast. So, um, but yeah, a lot of time was, was really kind of taken into like, you know, I, I work with brands every day. I work with musicians every day. It's, this was no different, which I think was another kind of light bulb moment, which was, Mm-hmm. Um, being able to apply all the creative, you know, I'm a creative director on my, in my day job and <clears throat> working across all kinds of mediums. And, and it was also like, oh shit, like I can take everything I know to a completely different industry. Um, and that was also kind of like, I really like, wow, I really, uh, like, I, I can figure this out. So everything from like the backing card, the thickness of the backing card, what's the finish, there's gold foil on everything. Um, and then the boxes, which I'll, that's, well, can't see it, but like that go. box was completely custom from like completely custom from scratch that I had to just figure it out. So yeah, it was, it was, I just, I wanted, I wanted to take the time to figure out who film pin was as a brand, who they represented, what the entire experience was like before I even launched one single pin. So that was really important to me. I like that. And I think that's yeah. a really good approach to it. I, you know, we probably spend a good chunk of time just like preparing and we only, we only released with one pin, you know, yeah. but there's a lot that goes into it that a lot of people don't know. Um, so it's cool that you took your time. 
Um, it, it is a long process, but that's just kind of like the nature of it. You want to make sure you're crossing your T's and you're dotting your I's, especially yeah. when you're, you're, you're in conversations with your manufacturers, because it's super easy for them to assume some things or for you to look over something. Yeah. Again, uh, uh, applaud you on your very strategic <laughs> release plan. Not a lot of people have that. So, you know, yeah, and yeah. I talk to lots of different people. Um, so I, I just want to, you know, take a moment to commend you on that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. People I mean, just it, get hyped. Yeah, no, totally. And I think it's just like what, you know, the, the question I think anyone asks in any kind of field or business, it's like what sets you apart. And like that, that was really important because I know there, I know there are a lot of, there's a lot, a lot of pin makers in the community. So like, mm -hmm. how do you get noticed, you know, through all the noise and um, beyond just, you know, being a, a niche uh, focus, um, the, the entire experience was just as important to me as of, of opening the pin and feeling, you know, feeling something and feeling special and all that, that all, all of that is part of the story to me. Yeah. So. Absolutely. And you definitely, I definitely got that experience just by looking at your website earlier. I was just like, wow, everything was just so clean. I want like just the presentation of it all. So uh, again, you really did a good job. And this is, I'm, I'm emphasizing this because people should really take their time. It's super easy to rush into this when you're caught up in the moment and things like that. But like you actually buckled down um, yeah. and you and had I a vision. And I definitely like, I think from the light bulb moment, whenever that was six months prior, I think I was <clears throat> also thinking ahead, like with some sort of end date, because I, I mm -hmm. believe I launched purposely around Thanksgiving time, like, per, like with enough time before the holidays to kind of generate buzz, because I knew that that's, yep. that's usually when the, when the peaks of sales are for probably most businesses. So mm -hmm. I wanted to get it out at some point in November to kind of just establish that it was there. So very cool. So I got to ask, is there, um, a pin that you didn't think was going to do well, but just like exceeded all your expectations? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think the, uh, like I mentioned, I think the gaff tape, the gaff tape roll gaff tape. is, is definitely the one that I was like, no one, no one's going to care about this, but me <laughs> and a few gaffers, but like, even like the, the first time that I, I introduced it on a post, like it just did extremely well. So I was really surprised by that. Um, That's yeah. awesome. No, gaffers yeah, are yeah. low key, the heroes of every film set. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Very important. So let me ask you, the pandemic has definitely affected uh, all sorts of businesses, specifically e-commerce and online businesses like ours. How has the pandemic affected FPS and how have you kind of overcome this? Yeah, I mean, I think <clears throat> off the bat, as, as all of this was kind of happening, I mean, I definitely scaled back on, um, granted, look, I, you know, I, I'm lucky enough that I was able to keep my job. Um, and was very aware of that. And I, you know, I definitely scaled back on uh, creating new pins as well as, you know, um, scale back on, on ad paying at paying for advertising and paid posts mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff that definitely for sure scaled back. I think it, it went back up obviously around the holidays, but, um, <clears throat> and then I think, you know, as I started running out with some of the smaller kind of nice to haves in each package, which to me weren't really super detrimental to the experience. Um, like once I, I ran out of 
once I ran out of like stickers and and uh, like film pen stickers and uh, business cards, I just sort of I didn't reorder those because I don't mm -hmm. think they were you know they were a little bit wasteful, and I feel like they didn't contribute a ton to to you know to the actual pin itself. So I stopped kind of including those. Um, and then you know when when things first hit, you know I I made sure to. You know, I did a few a few sales where I donated part of the proceeds to the Motion Picture Television Fund, and I think it was Feeding America, um, because a lot of people I knew, you know, even just freelancers, no one was filming on set. It was really mm -hmm. scary. You know, it was a really scary time for everyone, and you know, the the industry is sort of coming back, which is good, um, but it was a really tough year for for a lot of people for all industries. So. Um, so yeah, I would say that. And then, you know, I think just like see, seeing how overloaded the USPS was across the board, especially during the holidays was like, yeah. it was it was tough. Cause like there are, I have a love hate really. I think every pin maker probably has a love hate <laughs> relationship, mostly hate, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I would say like, you know the biggest kind of takeaway from that, even both from, being a uh, uh, a business owner and also as a as a um, uh, as a consumer for small businesses, I think the biggest thing that people sort of had to, including myself, had to kind of just learn was to be a little bit more empathetic to smaller businesses because you know I think people always expect Amazon customer service and and delivery and if something isn't in their inbox in three days then where is my package and you know i think as long as you kind of put a personal touch touch to that people are more empathetic even even myself as mm -hmm. you know understanding that small businesses sometimes do have to charge for shipping and and i think that really did open my eyes through this pandemic um both as a business person as and as a consumer so yeah. Well, I mean, you're doing a great job. I love that you're giving back and you're helping and you're taking logistical approaches to kind of handling this time where you just don't know what's going on or what's going to be in the future. So I think that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. So before we move on, I'd like to ask if there is a piece of advice that you could give to anyone trying to enter the pin game, uh, what would you give them? I would say, you know, I think I would say don't rush into anything as exciting as it is, you know, like I said before, like take the time to research, see what's out there, see what there is a lot of, don't do that. Um, <laughs> you know, it, to me, to me, just because of my background, I feel like it's, it's sort of like any other business. Like they're, you know, who, who, what's your voice? Who are you? Yeah. You know, like what's, even if they're, you know, pop culture references and all that, like they're still, kind of wrapped in a brand and a name and like what what what's that what is that that sets you apart um and spend time thinking on what the entire brand experience is you know i think that will help set yourself apart um and i think understand that you know you are you're going to have to spend a little bit of money up front to to get things moving you know and it's you know like the the saying it goes like you have to spend money to make money um yep. and i think i was aware of that i don't think i was aware of how much but thankfully <laughs> it wasn't too much but yeah. you know i was just i had to spend x amount to really just you know 
get the website up, get the design going, get the pins, manufacture things. And I would just, that's, that's, I think that's the main kind of, the main kind of advice I would, I would give to someone. I love that. And I think we're going to have a bunch of uh, replays, like re- going back, like, you know, the 15 second button on the podcast player or whatever. Right. Good, good, good tips on that. I'll be sure to turn that into like a little clip or something. <laughs> Sweet. But um, cool. So let's move on to marketing. Uh, this is something that really tickles my fancy. I've been in the marketing field for, for years now, and it's awesome. So I'd like to ask if you have a certain approach to marketing your pins. I know you stressed before uh, all about the experience experience. So I was wondering if you can, you know, talk a little more about that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I'd say, I would say just in general, like Instagram is, was clearly the kind of winner for, uh, in terms of getting the word out, uh, mm-hmm. across the board, I cross promote on Facebook, but you know, like when I look at some of the analytics, 80, 85% of my sales on my Shopify account, comes from comes from Instagram, um, which I, I think I knew that going in that that that's what that was going to be that's the most appropriate mm-hmm. um, channel for that. Um, but yeah, I think like all the details I spoke about earlier of the of, of the packaging and like that's literally and, and I have it here, but like that's literally down to the to the mailer. Like this is oh uh, wow, I don't know if we can see it. I uh, had the the blurry thing on there, but it's coming in and out. But I, yeah, yeah, put it, put it with my face. There we go. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's a map for anyone that can't see this. It's a matte black um, bubble mailer with a like matted uh, gold logo printed on the front. So I like things like that were really, really important to me. Like when you get it in the mail, that's also a great identifier when your mail is lost. It's a black mailer with a logo on it. <laughs> um but yeah, I, I just like I said, I, that's part of the stories. When you get when you get this package in the mail, like you know something special is uh, hidden beneath it. But um, yeah, I like that. But yeah, and then and then in terms of like yeah, things like the, like I wanted the box to be an option for every pin, mm-hmm. so that people you know for <clears throat> people could you know create a gift out of it. Or a lot of people actually, a lot of people have been purchasing purchasing like a ton of pins per order for like, for like rap gifts on like TV shows and, you know, oh, to all the crew members. And that's cool. Yeah. I don't know if I actually thought of that when I was creating this, but I'm like, that makes complete sense. You know? Yeah. Um, I just had like an order for like, like 40, 50 pins at, in one shot, which was awesome. So Yo, uh, <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, like a little byproduct of that. That actually happened to us. We had like a brain power pin, just a little okay. lightning bolt coming out of a brain. And yeah. um, I, I, uh, a neurologist contacted me and wanted like 20 to 30 of them for his practice. I'm like, this is so weird. Would have never <laughs> thought of this, but this is really cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love that. It was awesome. like a little accidental like, oh, okay, this is, this is cool. Yeah. There's a new market yeah, right there. <laughs> but yeah, I would say like, my focus definitely is on on Instagram. I also like, mm-hmm. you know, ma- made sure to, you know, when I want to spend or push certain, you know, whether it's a giveaway, people love giveaways. I don't do them too often, but, or a sale or a new product. I've also like, you know, made relationships with, uh, um, with a, uh, uh, what do I want to say? Um, with bigger film specific related Instagram accounts and doing like paid, okay 
paid boost, not boosted posts, but paid posts on their channels, you know, places that have 500 to a million, 500,000 to a million followers. And um, usually the returns have been really, really like wor even worth more than, you know, just a simple like 60 buck booth boosted post on Instagram. Um, oh, wow. So that, that's yeah, awesome. yeah. So like, you know, like, like for someone that's not necessarily in the film industry, like that could easily be, you know, converted to someone that, you know, for like turtles, like there are tons of like eighties nostalgic mm -hmm. Instagram accounts. Like that's completely aligned with the same audience, yep. not necessarily a pin, another pin account, but um, so yeah, I think that's, that, that has proved really well for me as well. So that's cool. And then you see that yeah. a return like that too. So no, I kind of had mixed feelings about that, that kind of stuff. Cause yeah. there'd be a lot of accounts, you know, like with anything, you got your good eggs and your bad eggs. There were some accounts that had like a crazy following, but you just kind of look at their feed and they didn't have a lot of likes. Their engagement rate was kind of low and they're charging, you know, they got like upwards of a hundred thousand followers, but like a hundred or so like likes and stuff like that. And you're yeah. charging how much? Like, yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't you like look what at you're that. doing, you know? Yeah. You definitely yep. have to do your research. Um, yep. and, and your idea of just approaching like niche communities somewhat niche somewhat broad you know kind of within the same realm um yeah. i think is pretty smart and yeah. for film it's huge yeah absolutely yeah that's cool so you just use instagram and facebook you're not on twitter are you looking into like tiktok or clubhouse i'm wondering <laughs> you know i'm asking people you know if they're looking to head no. for social media <laughs> right right <laughs> curious um i'm not Film pin is not on TikTok or Clubhouse. <laughs> I have a Twitter where, again, it's just like another cross promotion, but I, I don't yeah. focus a lot on Twitter really. Um, but yeah, it's mostly Instagram and, and some Facebook. That's really, okay. that's really it. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Instagram is usually like the bread and butter for, for trying to, to sling pins nowadays. Yeah. Yep. Um, you mentioned that you're on Shopify. Um, yes. What's that experience been like? Love, hate, tough, easy. Tell me a little bit about that. Um, so I am on, I'm on Shopify and I'm on Etsy. So, okay. um, so Shopify, I would say when I was in that six months launching, um, actually another friend of rockin' pins, another guy, another pin guy, uh, thumbs media, which is another big guy, uh, his Instagram's thumbs one. He's a huge pin pin guy um uh helped me because he had a shopify account and i just like it was it was pretty daunting to be honest when i first went in because i just i had never seen a, the back end of an e-commerce platform and mm -hmm. i mean in hindsight now um it's actually like first of all they have some of the best customer service ever uh they're they're incredible they're always you know super quick to get back and help you try to figure shit out um it's actually like now that I know it, it's it's probably one of the easiest platforms to 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 learn. Honestly, it's it's mm -hmm. it's uh it's really easy to organize things, organize products, and see all the analytics. You can see like where where the traffic's coming from. You can see which products sold the most. You can do inventory, so you know how many is left. Um, it's you know I think the hardest part for me at first, which I actually as of like maybe two months ago, I, I changed the the layout now that I know Shopify. But I think I had a very specific like look in mind 
that I didn't see in like one of their templates. And that's partially why I hired someone to help me figure out some of the, you know, the, the, the coding to some of it. There's not a lot of coding. It's, it's still very much like kind of plug and play, but, Mm -hmm. um, and I also do love that they, uh, they also have like discounts built in, like with the paid with the paid account, which is I think yeah. like the cheapest ones, like thirty a month, thirty dollars a month. You get the discounts for you know USPS and um, uh, shipping, FedEx, U- UPS, all that stuff is discounted, which is really helpful. Um, and then I, you know, I I think I did Etsy maybe maybe a month or two after, just because I felt like it was, and I mean that's that's also like that's the place for these kind of, for pins. That's the place mm-hmm. for what people are looking for. Maybe not necessarily film people, but again, like I, I gotten probably like 60% of my business is from Etsy alone. So it's, to me, it's two different channels that are servicing two different people. So it's more, it's more channels to get, get people's eyes on. So I, I really use both almost equally at this point. I like that so. approach. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely treating them differently is awesome. You got different people going on both of them. Um, yep. And you have like the giant, giant search engine database that is Etsy. And, you know, I'd say nine out of 10 times people are searching for pins on Etsy. It's easier to find that kind of stuff versus like Instagram yep. or, or like going on Google and things like that. Well, also my Instagram shop is also... Like if you you can literally like Shopify connects to Instagram store. Mm -hmm. So, and Facebook, like it's all fed, your, your products are fed through both those channels automatically. So like, that's also like a no brainer thing that just automatically you have to do click a few things, but, um, but yeah, everything, everything that you can buy through like the, the, the shop tab on, on Instagram and on Facebook is fed through Shopify, which is, that's also a huge win in my, in my opinion. So. It's so awesome. Just being able to tag your products just makes it so much easier for customers uh, yeah. to pull the trigger. And I've definitely seen that. You know, I'll post something, tag a product, and just like a couple minutes later, there's an order for that product. I'm like, well, that look, I'm glad I took a couple minutes to make that post. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Before we move on to the next topic, I want to ask what's one Instagram tip you can give our listeners in terms of, uh, you know, trying to maximize your organic efforts? Good question. I just thought of um, it on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like I try to vary, vary the timeline up a little bit uh, or, or the, the, you know, the, the page a little bit. Um, I would like to do more of that. I would like to do more behind the scenes kind of stuff and not just product and the, the film pin stories. But I think I'm trying to think what's a good answer to that. Um, like, are you using reels? Are you taking advantage and seeing any success using like uh, Instagram guides or, or uh, IGTV or anything like that? I have not ventured into that for film pins. I, I, I don't know why, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I think, I think, you know, the, the key is to like, the key is to, I mean, tagging people helps for sure. Tagging like-minded uh, uh, profiles definitely helps. Um, uh, like I said before, like finding other profiles that maybe would feature your products has definitely helped. Um, you know, some of my 
I will, I only have wholesale with like one or two or a few people, but um, Film Tools is a is a huge uh, supporter of mine, and they carry their stuff online and in store. So like oh, wow. we work a lot, we work a lot together uh, on like we did a big giveaway together um, maybe two Christmases ago. Um, but yeah, I think like consistent posting, trying to keep it buried, um, and then just trying to make. Being, I think being self-aware is, is also like, like, yes, sometimes I'm a little jokey with some of the descriptions. And I think that little nuances like that um, put personality into it instead of this very like too serious of a brand, you know, I don't want to mm-hmm. come off as obnoxious or, or, or uh, too good for anyone. You know, I'm self-aware right. that things can be silly, you know? Mm-hmm. I like that. So. Definitely good tips. <laughs> Definitely good takeaways. Yeah. So I got a couple questions I want to ask you about vending. We both vended at Patches and Pins, New York, 2018, 2019, one of those shows. And it is like, if you've never been to one of these shows, it is a (laughs) wild experience. Like, woo, I've never met like people just crazy about pins. And I mean this in like the best way possible. Like you're like in the heart of like the pin game at one of these shows. It's insane. People from head to toe covered in pins. So (laughs) I want to know what's your experience been like vending, you know, at Patches and Pins and maybe any other shows. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I attended, I don't actually, I think maybe I found it out through, I guess, you know, my research and stuff, but I attended Patches and Pins Expo maybe three or four times before actually, before I even thought of film pin, frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, and then once I did film pin, I just, I just wasn't ready to do it. Um, mm-hmm. And I finally did do it. Like, yeah, I think, like you said, 2018, 2019, um, I did not know what to expect. It's com- it's a completely different experience being a yeah. vendor than a, than a customer. Um, <laughs> it's really tiring. It's more tiring than I thought it would be. Thankfully, Is it more tiring than being on a film set? <sighs> it's kind of it's kind of almost. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> it's Even in the same like vein. Less, you're less <laughs> physical, but you know. Yeah. I guess there's a lot of talking and saying kind of the same thing. And, um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, 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 my experience was, I don't know if I would do it again, personally. Mm. I just don't know if, I think there's, there's positives and negatives to both. Um, obviously I think, you know, you, you obviously have to pay X amount to just even show there. So, you know, uh, I was willing to make the investment, uh, for, my first go around, you know, kind of just thinking ahead, like, you know, I'm going to have to buy some, some, uh, some kind of display stuff, you know, like, uh, I did like a custom, uh, uh, um, uh, what is it called? A, uh, like the runner. I think you had a custom the runner, runner. Yeah. The custom runner. I, you know, I reached out to my friend who's a woodworker to make like this walnut display. And then I found like this, this, uh, you know, hard, uh, a heart like a it was like an old hard case for lenses that was like super beat up and i got these decals and i branded it and then i had it you know i lifted it open and created like a display out of the 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 film case as well um so i knew i was investing in those things for like future ones it was like kind of a one-time deal i'd probably Mm -hmm. use the stuff again um but i think like yeah the the positive side is really just like getting to see people's reactions in person and talking to them about the brand and, and, you know, obviously making sales, but 
Um, yeah, it was funny because almost every, I noticed every, almost every person that day that was taking a business card um, thought they were taking multiple business cards because the, the, the card stock was so thick. I had to be like, no, that's it. It's just that. And they were like, holy shit. Um, so that was, that was kind of a funny thing that I just kind of had to say <laughs> over and over again. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I think that's the positive is getting, getting to meet other, I, you know, I made friends with a few of the other vendors there as well, which was, you know, mm. I still talk to today and, um, I, it was just really, exa- it was exhausting. I brought my wife to help me. She was not, <laughs> she was not happening <laughs> at the end, but, um, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was, it was a lot more work than I thought I had to like, you know, pre-pack, mm-hmm pins that I thought people would want more of. And, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't typically like to prepack anything because, you know, you're punching holes in stock. And mm-hmm. um, so, but yeah, that, that took quite a while because I think at that point I had probably <clears throat> at least like double the, the, the SKUs or the products from when I yeah. started. So, so yeah. Holy moly. I just got like exhausted. Just like hearing you talk <laughs> about that and thinking of my own experiences, you're, you're dead on. It's very rewarding seeing people's reactions and, and making some money, but golly, yeah. at least for me, like you're in, you're in Brooklyn. So the commute isn't that bad. I got to get on like an hour and 15 minute bus ride into the city, get dropped off at Port Authority. Then I got to find my way to the metropolitan, <laughs> whatever the venue is. And, oh man, I'm my my feet are barking at the end of the day, <laughs> but uh, it's totally worth it. You know, you you put yeah, in yeah. those hard days, and 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 it's really cool. Um, yeah. What's you know, if you ever do this again, what's one thing that you absolutely need at the table, other than like, I don't know, mask or hand sanitizer or something <laughs> like that. Ah, <laughs> uh, let's see. For me, it was nuts a big old thing of nuts. Cause it was hard to like leave the table or go right, to the right. bathroom or, or any, like just hard to leave the table in, in general. Um, so yeah, that was yeah. like something small that I can kind of like munch on throughout the day. I mean, I mean, frankly, like I knew how long the day would be. So having someone to be able to like watch the table so you can go to the bathroom certainly helped. Um, yeah. Uh, and yeah, I mean, bring, bring snacks, bring, Gatorade, bring drinks. Um, that's, I mean, that's, and then bring, you know, a lot of cash because, you know, <laughs> or offer both. I offered both, which I thought was, uh, you know, I being, being a customer multiple times, uh, you know, I think I sort of learned like it was kind of like, I mean, maybe it's changed. I felt like it was, I feel like it was like maybe 70, 30 people were mostly taking cards, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but being able to have both, I think, will, you'll get more sales that way. Oh, definitely. And you can kind of use that to your advantage and strategize like certain prices. Cause I've seen this and we've done this before where, you know, with credit cards as a seller, you deal with fees and things like that. And that can be kind of unfavorable at some times. Yeah. So I'll, I'll tend to kind of have a better deal if you have cash, like three for 20 or four for 20 or something like that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it all varies for, for everyone's got different goals and objectives and things like that. But yeah, I would say the, the one thing that I wish that had happened was, you know, like, I, I feel like I only had a, a few brief moments where I, frankly, like, I think it was maybe when I first started setting up in the morning before people, before it was open to the public, I got like one round to just walk through. Um, 
and a little bit when it was dying out and I started packing up like I wish there was like some kind of I don't know like a happy hour or something so you can actually Yo. just sit and talk to these people you know <laughs> everyone's so busy i'm like setting their shit up yep like i didn't really you know i only got to talk to one or two people or meet one or two people so mm-hmm. and that's really i think that's important because you know you can see how one relationship with another pin maker like this is how i got here so it's you know. wild it really is wild and and i do i do hate that <clears throat> and i wish that there was uh, some sort of happy hour or like uh, what's the word? Intermission. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Happening uh, because I get excited to see some of these like people who you don't normally get to see. We're just on different schedules. Some some people are coming from California to these shows, so it's like, oh my god, this is a big deal. And yeah. and yeah, you go out and stuff like that. But like, you're tired at the end of the night. These people coming from like out of state, like they just want to go to sleep. They don't want to, you know. <laughs> so it's tough. So we, we should. Uh, Let's put our heads together, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> pinhead happy hour or something like that would be yes. kind of interesting. Yes. <laughs> be very into that. Cool. All right. So here's the last portion of the podcast. We're just going to ask you uh, a couple questions, some fun pin-related stuff, some other okay. pop culture stuff, and uh, a couple things I've thought of while we've been conversing. Okay. Um, so are you a soft enamel person or a hard enamel type of guy? Hard en- uh, Soft enamel all day. Ooh, okay. And why? Uh, I don't know. It, it, maybe if there's, it's the nostalgic factor of like, that's how I always thought of an enamel pin was soft enamel. The only hard enamel pin that I had, or it's not even a pin, is uh, uh, I did a, a keychain, which is hard enamel, which for some reason I feel like maybe it's just because it's a little bit more durable. You're going to throw your keys around. and mm-hmm. But yeah, all, all my pins are soft enamel. I don't know. I feel like there's this like tactile, you can feel the ridges and the, yeah. you know, I don't know. There's something yeah. about them. <laughs> just the details pop a little bit more. There's just like a little yeah. bit more depth to it. Are you into dyed enamel pins or glow in the dark enamel pins? Uh, dyed, but I like, I like glow in the dark. I have two glow in the dark pins. So, um, both i don't know <laughs> okay both is an acceptable answer on the show okay i'll accept okay. that it's it's tough uh are you into rubber backings or those damn metal butterfly backings uh i am actually well i i am not into either i'm into the ones that rip your fingernails off the, the oh. backing locks yes yes i know exactly <laughs> um, what you're talking about because I have, you know, I had enough complaints when I first started uh, mm-hmm. with people that just, I think, just don't know about pins, and uh, um, you know, they were falling. The, the 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 butterfly clutches were just falling out, and you know, because you know, I want I wanted to be more of like the the higher end experience. The the backing locks just like make the most sense with with the total kind of vision. So. Um, but I do get a lot of emails. I'm like, how do I open this? I have no idea how you open this. So, <laughs> they, I mean, once they're on, they stay on pretty fucking well. So yes, yes, they do. <laughs> I actually yes. have one on my jean jacket and the part that you lift up with your fingernails broke off. Oh, no. So I don't know how to take this one off. I'm going to have to get like pliers or like really ruin this pin or jacket. I don't know, <laughs> but, but they really stay on. So yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite metal to make pins on? I, I mostly gravitate towards gold and yeah. 
black nickel. Okay. Definitely black nickel over black dyed. Yes. Um, Agreed. Because it just, it has like a, it, it creates some sort of, I don't know, like some, I think it helps with like the depth or it's not super. Yeah. I don't know. I, those are like my top favorite metals for sure. I know what you're saying. I, I, I've i been there. Something about that black nickel. Maybe because yeah. like you can make it look like it's black, like all black, and then just a little turn and you just yep. kind of get like a little lighter reflection of something like yep. that. It's Absolutely. It's nice. It's nice. Yeah. Are you hashtag pin game strong or pin game proper? Pin game strong, a- a.k.a. Eduardo, a.k.a. Pin Lord, <laughs> my man, went to a few of his his, his uh, Instagram uh, uh, seminar talks years a few years ago. He's a, he's a really, really nice guy. Mm-hmm. Props to Pin Lord. So, <laughs> Pin Game Shop. I love it. Are you uh, a pin addict or a pin hoarder? Pin addict. Okay, okay. Are you a pin trader or a pin collector? Pin collector okay i like that <laughs> yeah yeah uh yeah. what's your favorite place to rock a pin usually uh bagger jacket bagger jacket classic yeah. yeah classic i'm hoping someone will come on the pod and say something other than that because i want to i want to <laughs> find more ways to rock pins like yeah <laughs> dog collars like is that a thing yeah. I don't know. My, my dog, my dog's jean jacket has enamel pins. <laughs> of of I made enamel pins. Well, my that's a whole other story. My dog is somewhat Instagram famous, but um, <laughs> I've made enamel pins of them, and they wear them on their their own portraits on their jackets, which is its own kind of story, I guess. That is adorable. <laughs> Definitely send me pictures after this chat. I yes. want to see that. That's adorable. Yes. I love that. <laughs> Simpsons or Bob's Burgers. Uh, Simpsons. Classic. You into comics or video games? Uh, retro video games. hundred percent. Yes. Uh, give me, give me your favorite console and game. Oh man. Uh, I would say, I mean, favorite game probably is, I mean, it has to be like Super Mario Brothers three is probably like the greatest of all time console. I mean, I was definitely a Genesis kid versus Super Nintendo growing up because Genesis was always like their their whole thing at the time was Genesis does what Nintendo don't. So, oh, I didn't know that. Which I was like, like the biggest biggest marketing stab ever, which was kind of <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and then look, it kind of bit them in the butt, but it did. <laughs> what's your favorite pizza topping? Uh, I would say probably like the classic pepperoni or like, I remember like in middle school, I was obsessed with like broccoli pizza, which is kind of <laughs> weird, but it's really good. Hey, I, don't I know, mean, broccoli. I guess you're making mom and dad happy by eating your veggies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just some sort of compromise. Listen, mom, dad, I'll do it, <laughs> but it's gotta be on pizza. We got to meet in the middle somewhere. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, who is your favorite Ninja Turtle? Uh, I, I mean, I don't know if you were like this as a kid, but I feel like everyone with like their cousins got assigned a Ghostbuster or a, a Ninja Turtle. <laughs> I was always Donatello for some reason. I don't know why, but I have to say, you know, purple all the way. I don't know. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Yes. I kind of got glued as the the Michelangelo kid because I was pretty hyper and uh, I loved <laughs> pizza. I was all about yes. the pizza. So. Also, did you ever have the uh, the um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle cereal growing up? Because that cereal was fucking awesome. 
Ah, uh, no, I don't think I've ever had the cereal, unfortunately. <laughs> Damn. I've had, like, yeah. all those other, like, fun, like, the Pokemon cereal when that was a thing, like, way back right, right. then. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, Good man. times. Yeah, right now, I think we're a little too old to be eating that kind of stuff. <laughs> uh, you're never too old. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth it. It's worth it. it. At least uh, <laughs> I'm getting old. All right. So, um, what is your ideal camera setup? Um, I mean, I definitely my top like three cameras that have like I would say my the first like life changing camera for me was the Panasonic DVX100 because that's that was the first camera that. Uh, 24 which sounds like so archaic at this point uh it was the first camera that came out with a 24 frame per second option which was like holy fuck like nothing was like that at the time um and i shot so many music videos and projects with that camera and then the other one i think was the 5d mark ii the canon which was the first prosumer camera where you actually had depth of field which is another funny archaic thing to say but you had zero depth of field for years and years unless you had like a movie camera mm -hmm. um and then now i would say anything anything re related so like an re alexa i think is like oh i just love the way that those those cameras look just out of the box they're they're beautiful over over the red cam so nice so yeah, yeah. i like that i've never had the good fortune of working with those cameras <laughs> uh, they're fun would, they're exciting. yeah they're expensive, but they're they're yeah. expensive even to rent. But yeah, fun. <laughs> that's cool. I was yeah, Canon yeah. for a while, then I made the switch over to uh, the Sony Alpha series, and haven't nice. looked back. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, I have a I have a Sony A sixty three hundred, and it's it does a pretty tremendous job at photo and video. Amazing. So, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And do you have like are are you more of a prime <clears throat> or zoom lens kind of dude? I would say prime for like kind of like studio shoots and interviews and then zoom lens for more like run and gun for sure. I like yeah. That. And like, and the zoom lens usually like a, like a wide to a medium, like a 16 to 24 or something like that. Okay. Very if we're cool. getting real, if we're getting real geeky. Hey, <laughs> I like it. And we could probably yeah. talk about this for like another hour or so. <laughs> In the time that you have been running FPS, what do you think has been like one of the top accomplishments for you? Something that you're really proud of? So there's there's two that come to mind. One of them is, I guess, turning a negative into a positive, but uh, it was, I think, 20, December 2019. Uh, I was overseas on a trip, and thankfully, one of my loyal customers messaged me and said, Hey, there's some weird Russian company knocking your pins off, like legitimately, like, like, like line for line, knocking all of my pins off. So I don't know if that means I'm doing something right. When you're, <laughs> when you're knocked off, that's kind of an accomplishment, I guess. I like um, that. I like that spin on that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I tried to threaten them with a cease and desist. Thankfully they, you know, whatever a cease and desist would do to some Russian something, who knows? Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> thankfully, they took they did take it down. Thankfully, but cool, um, cool. but yeah, I was like, how the hell did they even like? I'm, I actually was wondering how they even did it because it was 
like really terrible knockoff. So uh, <laughs> I did reach out to my manufacturer just to triple check because I know people have had, you know, not yep. great stories about that, but they, you know, they're, again, they were a relationship from my, from Maurizio and other people. And like, I, I trust them. So mm-hmm. I know that it didn't come from that, but, um, and I would say the other, the other big accomplishment is just like, you know, I think all the hard work that I did for that six months to get there, I always kind of told myself if I were to even just sell one pin, then it was like kind of worth it, which I know is like not a good business motto, but like, I just knew that, that there was an, at least one person that would appreciate it, you know? Um, and I think thinking even beyond that, which, which has been really interesting with me, which is again, why I said in the, in the beginning where, where things kind of come full circle and kind of somehow always come back to music is like, I've now taken everything that I've learned for manufacturing, for packaging, for branding uh, from film pin. And I've actually started an entire merch line for my dad's old prog rock band. Um, <laughs> and the response has been crazy. There's a huge audience for it. Wow. No one has done, it's kind of been dormant in terms of merch. Mm-hmm. And that's been really satisfying because it's just kind of taking the next thing and applying it to something else. I love that. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's really, yeah, you definitely have a lot to be proud of. I like that. Yeah, yeah. It's been, it's been fun. A couple more questions. I know people can probably get a good sense of who you are and what FPS is about enough for them to kind of form their own opinion and understand how you are different from other pin shops, but in your own words, how are you different? How do you, how, how are you standing out from other enamel pin shops besides the obvious, you know, focusing on the niche? Um, I don't know if this is answering your question directly, but I feel like I actually always do wonder this if people even think that far ahead, but like, I, I am the consumer of the things that I make, if that makes sense. I'm not just some company that's making film pins and there's nothing about film. I like live and breathe this industry. So I'm like also appreciative of these things too. It's not just some person that sits in the back with a, you know, a hat on and comes up with ideas that can't relate. So I don't know if that answers it directly, but <laughs> maybe. No, no, no. I, I completely understand. Um, yeah. I think, you know, with my history of the Turtles, it, it kind of like gives me like credibility to be able to sling uh, Ninja Turtle related pins um, right. because I have that affinity and because there's a lot of passion and I am a consumer of my own products. I wear my pins all the time, not to be cocky or, or to be like, <laughs> yeah, hey, look yeah. what I made, but like, this is really cool. And 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 every now and then, depending on what the pin is or who the person is asking, sometimes I'll just like pop it off my jacket or my hat and be like, you like that? Just take it. And I don't <laughs> tell awesome. them anything, but, yeah. uh, you know, just kind of like make their day because it's like the little things in life. You know, if you yeah. find that, like, you know, what's that cost me to give you to make you have like a, 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 a cool encounter and have like a fun experience? So I can Absolutely. completely understand where you're coming from from that. It's not out of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very cool. Um, last question, Noah, what are the little things in life for you? I mean, I think, you know, I, I, I think to me, it's just like, I, I am, I have this like thirst for creativity and like wherever and whenever that, wherever that goes is like, it's always, it's always trying to figure out 
how, if I can figure out how to do something that I don't know. And like, that's the little, like right now, like there's the big NFT craze and I've done many, many hours trying to figure that one out. Um, but yeah, I think it's just, it's always being interested in, and, and learning and, and learning new things and learning new ways to like tell stories and be creative. Like that, that stuff is what I can't never turn that off. I can never turn that stuff off. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, yeah. And then, and then being able to connect with other like-minded people is, I mean, that's really like what the heart of the whole reason of the whole thing is like, you stop someone on the street and you're like, Oh shit, a C-stand pin. Like I know exactly what that is. No one else knows what that is, but me, you know? And that's the kind of stuff that, that makes being creative, like really satisfying is, is bringing joy to people and, and connecting people. And I think that that's the kind of, those are the little things that, that brings me joy. So I like that. That's very wholesome. <laughs> very wholesome. Cool. I love it. <laughs> uh, well, Noah, you, that's it. You've made it to the end of the pin pals episode. How do you feel? Uh, I feel like I need a drink of water <laughs> and make some more and make some more pins. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but no, this is, this is really awesome. Uh, you're a great host and, uh, um, this has been really, really fun to kind of just take a step back and also just kind of talk about the last three years of, you know, of, of, uh, this fun venture. So thanks for having me on. Of course. Of course. This was a great conversation. Um, I'm going to give you the floor. I'm going to let you tell your listeners kind of what you have going on, where they can find you. You have any shout outs? I mean, you shout out a couple of <laughs> people throughout the episodes, but feel free to rattle yes. off some more names. The floor is yours. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, I think we're, we are, we have some, some new pin designs kind of <clears throat> coming down the pipeline. You can find everything either on Etsy or on filmpinsociety.com uh, and then at filmpinsociety on Instagram. I would say, you know, follow us on Instagram. That's usually where the giveaways and the the um, discounts are. Um, if you sign up for our newsletter on our website, you automatically get a ten percent discount. Um, and you know, we're looking we're looking at you know maybe expanding some other some other op- items that are not pins. Like you know, this the, this time code slate keychain did really well, and um, I think there's some opportunities to maybe test out a few other products, maybe some like a sticker pack of uh, film production items, or um, I've actually also been thinking of some, you know, some of the movable pins have been really interesting to see what mm-hmm. people do there. That's really, really cool. So there could be something there. Um, but yeah, look, look out for more fun, unique film production related pins. There, There's more coming down the pipeline. So very yeah, cool. Thanks. I love it. Well, thanks again, Noah. This has been an absolute pleasure. It, I, we hit it off when we met in person, and this conversation just reaffirms that I think that we would be real life friends. Um, yes. This was great. Thank you so much. I feel inspired. I wish you and FPS the best of luck and uh, a successful rest of 2021. Awesome. Thanks. Same to you. All right, man. Take it easy. Right. Have a good one. Okay. All right. Peace. Bye. Mmm, dare I say another one in the books. It was a pleasure chatting with Noah about 
film and pins. Uh, I geeked out pretty hard. I think that is pretty evident in our conversation. Uh, I hope you guys found some value in it, whether you learned a thing or two or you were simply entertained. Uh, Thank you guys for making it to this point of the podcast. Uh, If you caught a vibe, definitely check out Film Pin Society. His shop and Instagram links will be in the show notes. If you're looking for more Pin Pals content, feel free to check out our YouTube page. We just set that up and you can watch my ugly mug talk with our beautiful guests on YouTube. If that's your thing, if you like video content, definitely check that out. There are a lot of times where our guests or even myself will hold up pins to the camera. So this is just, you know, another visual element, another way to digest the podcast. Uh, Link to our channel will be in the show notes. If you feel compelled to support the podcast, there are a number of ways that you can do so. You can buy me a coffee. That helps. Uh, I'm still a one-man show running the show. (laughs) So God knows I need the coffee. Uh, For as little as a dollar a month, you can support Pin Pals. Uh, You guys have came through tremendously so far, and it's been a a little overwhelming, but incredibly motivating. I was able to use these funds to purchase a subscription to set up a website for Pin Pals. So that is exciting, and that was made entirely by you guys. So thank you. Like I mentioned before, there are a lot of cool things I have in the pipeline. So, uh, you know, checking out the buy me a coffee link in the show notes uh, will go a long way. So thank you. Uh, Subscribing and turning on notifications for new episodes always helps. This sends positive signals to the algorithm gods. So if you're doing that, thank you. If you haven't, why don't you? Liking and sharing and saving and posting about the podcast on social media also helps a lot, Uh, whether it's on Instagram, Facebook, uh, it just, it it all helps. So thank you. I see you guys already doing that. I appreciate it. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leaving ratings and reviews helps tremendously. I love reading them. Again, it's another thing that helps keep me motivated and I just get excited and it's, it's awesome. And I'm actually running out of reviews to read, so so I'm hoping you guys can pull through and let's get some new ones up. Here's one from Hayes' King, and I'm going to try and read this in what I think Hayes' King sounds like. As a fellow pin collector, this podcast is one I'm looking forward to. Keep up the hard work. Thanks, Hayes. You're a real one. If you have any feedback, comments, or questions, please email me at thepinpalspodcast at gmail.com or shoot me a DM via Instagram. We're at pinpalspodcast. I've been your host, Eric. Thanks for listening. And remember, it's the little things in life. I'll see you next week for a new episode. Peace.